Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the City of the Ancients, Atlantis. Hello, good evening and welcome to Gatecast 281 and we have a guest this evening. Would you care to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Andres. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Indeed. So how did Alan convince you to join us this evening? Well, since I have watched a lot of Stargate from basically when it came out, he thought it was um, a great idea. Yes, well, it occurred to me that we'd had a gap between guests, and it feels odd just the two of us nattering away at this point. We've gotten used. Uh, Brad almost got promoted to co-host, and then he went and vanished for about three months. Well, that was his, his shift on his job change, you know. You, you can't really help that. Ah, job. Look who I'm talking to. <laughs> hey, I'm going back to a job, hopefully, although they still haven't bloody emailed me. <laughs> Starting to get slightly worrying now because we're approaching a month left, and it would be nice to know if I have a job and where the aforesaid job actually is. Yeah, useful to know. Right then, tonight's episode will be... Well, will be. <laughs> be all my sins remembered. Yes. In modern TV talk, the mid-season premiere. Oh, they do like to chop up seasons these days. Why such a huge gap? It wasn't bad this time. It was only a month. Look at Battlestar. You had a year, year between seasons. <laughs> Half seasons, even. I thought I saw a message. You saw my tweet with the hat? Part of it. Part of the tweet or part of the hat? Uh, both. <laughs> As Mike has pointed out, far more followers on Twitter than we actually appear to have listeners. Okay, Andres, you're still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, one thing you've got to grasp is feel free to jump in about say anything you want. Don't wait for us to uh, either stop talking or invite you to comment on something. Yeah. I did pick up The Ark of Truth on uh, as an Amazon digital download. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got an email. You've got £6 credit, which expires on the 15th of August. Uh-huh. I went, Ava? Ava? Okay. Uh, I have the same one, Dark Truth. Uh, Children of the Gods and Continuum. <laughs> I figure I've already got them on disc. You know, if I've got to spend £6 on something, I might as well get something Stargate. Um, of course, you're back on Amazon Prime, aren't you? Well, that didn't really matter. I think the credit I got was, you know, normal buying stuff, which came with a kind of a little bonus. Because? I only really take any notice of credit for ebooks. Yeah, so I'm uh, about halfway through First Contact. Yeah, I'm about halfway through Empress of the Ages. Which is book eight, book nine? Nine. Came out a couple of days ago. Just read the other eight books and just... Even though it's only six and a half hours, I'm very tempted by the audio of Felicia's book because she's reading it herself. Really? Do you have a pop minifig of Felicia? No. How much do those things cost? No idea. I really need to get to watching my Terminator box. I was still quite happy that it was £20. The thing which beggared belief... Okay, it's very feature-like. The thing which beggared belief with me was it was cheaper to get it delivered from the UK to here in Finland than it was to get it sent to Ireland. Yeah, that's true, actually. No sense. It's actually the same for me. It's cheaper for me to send it to Finland and then back to Estonia. 
tuning into Sci-Fi TV. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Brent Barrett. I'm Kevin Batchelder. I'm Wendy Hembrock. The Viewer's Guide to Genre Television. Welcome, everyone, to a special Supernatural-focused bonus Hello, everyone, show. and welcome to The Faith Files. A family of podcasts for the genre-loving television viewer. Welcome to Saturday Bee Movie Reel. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Study welcome Group. Welcome to the top genre characters of all time countdown. And tonight, we're going to be talking about Game of Thrones Season 3. Find us at TuningIntoSciFiTV.com. To come back faintly on topic, Andres, we have an option of language for countdown. A what? Basically, I go three, two, one, clicky in the language of the guest's choice, assuming I can count that high in the aforesaid language. Try. It's kind of like Finnish. I'll go with Finnish then, because as if the language wasn't confusing enough, Mike, numbers have three forms. The, uh, the basic written form... Yes, the, that's like one. the long spoken form and yes. short spoken form that people use when counting. Really? Yes. <laughs> Complicated language. But yeah, Finnish is just a horrible, horrible language, I admit. Unless, have you read the early William Gibson stuff? There was a thing where people could get the equivalent of sort of USB slots in their head. And if you wanted to speak a language, you just popped in a memory chip. Unless and until that's developed, I will never become fluent in Finnish. True. It's just a horrible language. So we'll go with finish. And basically, when I say clicky, you hit play. Right. So that way we can coordinate and everything is running along. <laughs> yeah, that's the idea. That's the idea. Great uh, idea. Right then, as per usual, we are watching uh, Rip of the Region 2 DVD, Be All My Sins Remembered. Uh, this version has a runtime of 41 minutes, 46 seconds. Yep. Okay. Call me. Coxie. Oopsie. Clicky. Previously on Stargate Atlantis. Uh, okay then. Blue filter. Oh, the blue world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yes, let's use this <laughs> CGI again. Shiny ship. Yeah, let's use this really, really expensive CGI. <laughs> I've been looking into that, and it's not very promising. It's just the beginning of the season, second part of the, yes. or the end. Oh, that's. Cool. Yeah, these are the highlights from. Mid-season finale, this mortal coil. That's why the great CGI. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they spent it all on the previous part of the episode. Like did say they were building more. We were commenting the way it fades because you hear beeping on a black screen and you just hear Rodney going, "Oh crap!" Oh well. See, now they can stop panicking. <laughs> all the settlements we've been assigned have been evacuated. I know, I know. It's just that most of the planets that are in the replicators' path are people that we've had almost no contact with, so I need you and Taylor out there as much as possible. Yeah, well, I think it might be the flu. She's been looking on the ground lately. Now, that's interesting. Even they're starting to notice that Taylor's not quite right. Mm. M9R-373. The science should be interesting. Look, I'm sorry we're having to go out so much. I know you don't feel so hot, but you're the one with all the contacts out there, so... It's all right. I'm feeling much I'm fine. You're not putting on weight. <laughs> yeah. They were too polite to notice, to actually say you're putting a few pounds on. Well, you can see in her face. And the gun is a bit forward. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Coming in now, Colonel. Uh-oh. Ah, Lieutenant Kemp. Nile matter. Is the video transmission a little late at this point? Well, I assume they made communication prior to sending people through the gate. Shouldn't the transmission be first? Usually. Yeah. Yeah, as I said in uh, one of the previous episode commentaries, they really should have kept this character around. They like the actor. Unfortunately, here they kill him off. Yeah. The replicator ship's going to be there within a half hour. Well, I don't know what to do then. It's coming! Oh, it's too late! Hurry, 
Lieutenant, get your men through the gate. We lost the transmission. Whoops, there he goes. Can't get a lock. So that's a lieutenant, his entire team, and every single human on that planet now dead. Except for these few people that got through the gate in time. Oh dear. A small village. Yeah, it's not really that dramatic, is it? Come on. Music would imply otherwise. I think they want you to really care about those 2,000 people we've never met before. Unfortunately, if they'd have killed off a, a more senior SG member, then maybe that'd have worked as well. Okay then, be All My Sins Remembered, Season 4, Episode 10 of Stargate Atlantis. Gatecast Episode 281. This episode was written by Martin Garrow, directed by Andy Makita. Had its world premiere in America January the 4th, 2008. Canada, January the 7th. We got it in the UK January the 8th. Sweden, March the 7th. Germany, March the 4th, 2009. And Australia, December the 3rd, 2009. Yay! Hey? Bit of a gap. It's Australia for you. Not many series with episodes of the same name, to be honest. Andromeda, Rule Britannia and Outrageous Fortune had similar episode titles. And we're back. Oh, two ships. Yeah. Is the one on the right? Is the one on the right meant to be... What was that? One's Apollo, one's the Daedalus. So we've got Coldwell and Dallas. Well, since I've been here... Brace yourself. <laughs> Colonel? Colonel? <laughs> Colonel? 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 <laughs> Seriously? McKay's doing uh, the audience reaction. How dare they do that joke? That's what I hear. You have a way of tracking the replicator ships? We do. That'll make finding and destroying them a lot easier. Why don't you come into my office? We'll get you briefed. Oh, gonna brief you. Hey. It is this recent discovery of the essential duality of this particular stem of the nano subcode that has... Blah, 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 blah. Um. Long conversation following the long trip. Uh. Yeah, just what you want. You think there's supposed some refreshments or something? Have you created an anti-replicator weapon or not? If you just let me continue, I, I think you have a better understanding of the complexity that I'm... Yes or no, Doctor? Ellis does not like McKay anyway. Yeah. He has no patience for the man. It was just like that? The replicators are destroying every human colony they can find in an attempt to wipe out the Wraith's food supply. We can't wait. We have to act now. But Plan B, it's not a good plan. Oh, no? Yeah. Unfortunately, Plan A doesn't work, does it, Rodney? Yep. Plasma beam weapon, which given are very, very powerful, but they still can't destroy the replicators. Oh, that'll come in handy. McKay probably doesn't like people actually poking holes in his theories or ideas. Well, essentially neutralized and neutralized are two very different things. Back when we blasted Neom into space, he froze solid. We didn't have a problem until we warmed him up. That's what I'm saying. And again, we've got a meeting in Carter's office. Well, that's because the, the health and safety review decided that table was just too dangerous. <laughs> I'd love to know where they got the space from, because yeah. there was no space in Elizabeth's office, <laughs> and it's in the same location. Banted. Yeah, by magic, ancient technology. And mm -hmm. few corridors, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? Rodney. No, no, I'm just wondering when the colonel here became a math and physics expert. Doctor, you came into this meeting knowing that you had nothing. Oh, watch it, lad. Watch it. You thought that you'd dazzle us with a lot of fancy talk and think that we were too dumb to notice. Oh, so now you're questioning my manhood? All right, that is enough. Oh, no, he just told Rodney. me. Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That whine in your voice, Rodney, kind of ruined your whole argument. We can peg where they're going to be within a 30-minute window. 
And given current data, we've got at least 12 hours before any of their ships are even close to an inhabited planet. Probably gives you a good idea how big the galaxy is, though. Even at hyperspace speeds, yeah. they're still at least 12 hours away from a populated planet. I'm going. I'm taking my ball with me. All right. Ooh. Yeah. Fancy being weapons. Yeah, now, go away before I go blow up a sun near you. <laughs> I don't understand how you guys put up... If you ever talk like that to someone under my command again, you will not be welcome on this base, Colonel. Is that clear? I don't think Ellis did his homework. He should have known that Sam had served with Rodney in the past. Good. It wasn't exactly polite to criticise somebody else's staff. Thank you. Why would you lie to them? I didn't lie to them. It is most improbable that we complete our task within ten hours. That is quitter talk. Once again, Christopher Heyerdahl was a bit busy elsewhere. So this is Brendan Perry again, playing Todd the Wraith. Well, is Chris doing the voice? Yep, or the voice was ADR'd. Ah, oh, there you go. See, I work best under pressure. <laughs> then perhaps I should threaten to feed on you if we do not complete the coding in time. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know Christopher hadn't done these roles until we started covering these episodes. So how many times did I watch this and not realise that wasn't Christopher? Really? Well, impressive makeup. I mean, a lot of the time, it's a voice. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's probably the same prosthetic mask. Probably hired an actor who with the same facial features. I guess that means you're not ready. Well, no, I'm not. Well, we're going with plan B. You want to go for a ride? No, I'll stay here. Still needs to get done. Good luck. I don't know. Is Rodney still stalking? Mike is quite keen on outside shots. Well, yeah. Well, look at that. Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, but Andrews didn't know that. Our scans are clear. We don't have any other contacts. Can you confirm? Copy that. We have the same reading. I like him. Why is she decked out in a leather jacket? No rank insignia or anything. Because she doesn't need rank insignia. Everyone in the SGC knows who she is. Stand by to fire four Oh, my. Fire. Oh, that almost seems unfair. Whoa. Uh, okay. <laughs> Contact has been neutralized. That was... Shoot first. Yeah, that, that's a, yeah, ask questions later. Yeah. Well, the first attack is easy. They didn't know we were coming. The replicators have proven very effective in changing strategies when faced with failure. Still, we took that ship down without breaking a sweat. Right. One down, 37 to go. Well, they've been able to track them, and they so they know exactly how many there are in the galaxy. And those three words saved tens of thousands of dollars of CGI. <laughs> Why there wasn't no shield? On the replicator ship, maybe the beam weapon cut through it. It may be a good idea whenever you exit hyperspace to always be at red alert just on the off chance. Well, there's been a little change of plans. Really? Yeah. They're falling back? Safety in numbers. Evidently, they haven't figured out how we're tracking them, and... Or they haven't figured out how to stop us. Uh, sensible tactic. A tighter defensive line. Faster response times. But that's good. I mean, they're finally all in one place. We can wipe them all out at once. Of course, it means that, you know, the enemy know pretty much where you're going to pop up. Yep. Not to mention the drones they'll be firing from the surface. Like, the new weapons we have are very effective, but they are no match for that kind of firepower. Well, sounds like the perfect time to finally use that killer program you've been working on, Doctor. He <laughs> can say this, he's at the end of a very long communication. Yep. It won't surprise you to know that Michael Beach is just in another room doing this live. Oh, I'm just um, dotting some I's, crossing some T's. Whatever our plan is, we need to act quickly. You think? 
Yeah, we really do need more than, what, two, three ships. Well, the RA keep blowing them up. <laughs> I assume Acro Truth hasn't happened yet. Uh, at this point, no. Although, not surprisingly, Amanda was off filming uh, the Stargate TV movies at this point. Yep, we're all looking at you, Rodney. Off you go. Hey, I should, um, should get back to my lab. That's a good boy. Work hard, solve the problem. Quicker the better. Oh, I have to tell them. I have to tell them we don't have anything. <laughs> no time to think about yourself, Rodney. Come on. I, I don't get it. We tried reconfiguring your stand-down code. We tried programming the nanites to turn themselves off. Something should have worked. They're a very complex and ingenious design. Yeah, well, I thought I was ingenious, sir. You don't often hear that from the race. <laughs> no, it's not a word. I mean, Todd's a realist. You know, he, uh, as we know, there's always wheels within wheels mm -hmm. with him, so he can afford to be magnanimous. Even if they haven't, we still have to get them all in one place. You want to go and spend time with your uh, pant-waking girlfriend? Oh, light bulb moment. I think I got my first good idea in three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Our old anti-replicator technology relied on disrupting the bonds between each individual nanite cell. They just uh, collapsed in a pile of dust, right? We're familiar with the technology, yes. The original story was have their own replicator. They always wanted to write that. And Martin actually thought to bring back the idea of reasoning. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Malozzi, who said, how about having them attract each other and make a giant blob? Yeah. As I said, we've done the freezing before, yeah. so let's do something a little different. We turn each cell into an incredibly powerful nanite magnet. You know, one cell attracts another cell, those two attract two more, and as more and more nanite cells uh, bond to the core group, they become stronger and stronger and stronger, to the point where every replicator cell on the planet in orbit, all of them are massed in this, in this, in this giant, super-dense blob. Yeah. It's incredibly yeah. science fiction isn't it? Yes. That's your great idea. It is. Yes, actually. <laughs> Aren't we in danger of creating some Godzilla-sized super replicator? No. At least not at first. Martin Garrow in the commentary said they had a lot of fun writing and producing this episode. Really? Why? He just enjoyed it. He was allowed to do a lot of the things he wanted. And this show had a lot of money behind it. Yeah. Supposedly the most expensive VFX budget for the entire series for a one-off 42-minute show. This episode? This episode. Oh. Of course, he says, why can't we do this every week? And then he saw the breakdown of the budget and realised why they couldn't do it every week. Yeah. Wow. Hey, it sounds crazy, but this could work. Well, how do we make it work, then? Just upload a new command into their base code? I have a better idea. <laughs> yeah. We can rebuild in. Ta-da. What's this? This... This has been in storage since we found it a while ago. The ancients used it as part of their research into the creation of human form replicators. What are you suggesting? We have the technology. We have the capability to make the world's first bionic man. Dr. Rodney McKay will be that man. Better than he was before. Better. Stronger. Faster. Well, there's only one problem with that. Rodney thinks he's bloody well perfect as he is. There's the one problem. Only one. This is McKay. Yeah. He's going to make a love bot. Come on. Of course he is. She'll be blonde. Blue. <laughs> Does Sam have blue eyes? Yes, she has blue eyes. They have 30 ships. We have two. Well, if we don't disable them, they're just going to fly away, lay low, and replicate a new army. 30 ships versus two. Can't be done. 
That's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, a great plan with about a 16-second hole in the middle. They could destroy us. What? Who from, John? Who from? I could easily bring another 12 ships to the battle. 12 ships, willing to fight shoulder to shoulder. For a chance to destroy the replicators once and for all? Of course. Of course, that's one problem. <laughs> An interesting question, isn't it? It benefits the Wraith, yeah. obviously, because the replicators are seriously kicking uh, their arses all over the galaxy. It's not just their arses, it's their increasingly bony arses because they can't eat. <laughs> I still like that line in the last episode we said it's traditional to shake hands at this point. Classic, wasn't it? <laughs> How big are those jumpers? Not quite as big as they look. About the size of a large transit van? I think it's a bit bigger. At least it seems a bit bigger. Sit down. First time you cross us. I die. I know. Okay, brace yourself. You're not going to see this very often. Oh, dear. <laughs> That's a lot of ships. Into the lines, then. Well, this is different. Receiving transmission. Stocking instructions. All right, let's get this over with. With suitably dramatic music. Yes, this is different, definitely. Come into my parlor. Mm-hmm. She's sadly pregnant. What the hell is she doing on this mission? They don't know she's pregnant. She hasn't told him yet. Really? And no one notices it. Only Keller knows. Now what? And they pointed out there was a reason you got the shot of the jumper landing like that. It's because on the set, they've got the walls in front and they've got walls behind. Basically, there's no room for the jumper to really land there. The only way they could shoot it was vertically. And the great thing, of course, because this jumper is used in a number of locations, all they've got to do is change the outside sets and, hey presto, a different landing bay. Well, we're here, let's see it through. <laughs> Don't blame you. Of course, Chewie. He's not Chewie, he's R2. <laughs> Hello, boys. <laughs> Yeah, shoot him again. It's not like a zap then. <laughs> Daddy's home. Taylor's been stunned as well. Obviously. That's right. Take a good long nap. You were all very, very tired. Alright. Basic nanite material has been formed. Let's see if we can get them to interact. I must say it on this. It's quite an ingenious idea. Did you expect anything less? Well. Ooh, goo. That is a physical material, not uh, CGI. Mm-hmm. Is it Mercury? Uh, I hope not. I hope not as well, but I'm trying to think of anything else which would act in that fashion. Well, they could colour correct it. We'll be able to do anything beyond form a simple block. Alright, here we go. Yeah, why do I get the impression that's going to be slightly wrong? They were a bit disappointed with this special effect compared to some of the stuff they've seen. <laughs> it was just a question of that they didn't really have the time to really refine it too much. You mean the uh, blasters? No, the, uh, the silver block. Oh. The cells aren't communicating properly. It's gonna be tougher than I thought. And I don't want to hear you say anything. 
Yeah, the uh, in-house VFX department, they were doing Arc of Truth, so every visual effect in this episode was outsourced to the graphic houses in Vancouver. Uh-oh. <laughs> we're still alive. Resort. We're not eating. Be calm. Here. Hey, that's my gun. Where are the bullets? Apparently, my fellow Wraith wanted to speak to me without you being around. Well, they might have just politely asked us to stay in the jumper. They did. Yeah, they were polite because they used the stun <laughs> weapons. <laughs> Does not stupid. Of course, it, it didn't wait Ronin up first. <laughs> we have a deal. Seven hives will join us in the fight. Seven? You said twelve. Not all of them were convinced that the mission was achievable. Plus, many of our ships are without queens. You can certainly take that uh, statement a, a different way if you wanted. In the Navy. <laughs> Roland's still dozing away. <laughs> yeah. How'd I wake up before Ronan? We had to stun him several times. Several <laughs> times, too, right? <laughs> I even put the boot in went off camera. Yeah. Yeah, and regardless of how much money they spent on this episode, there's always room to spend less. They didn't have to show the jumper being launched, just, we're already in space. How do we get here? Doesn't matter. One shot. Just one shot. <laughs> I must return to Atlantis to help Dr. McKay complete our plan. Oh, you must. Well, shooting him once wouldn't actually kill him, so... Well, no, but I think they might enjoy it. Ah, blue. All right. Looking good. Yeah, he's cheating. That's like putting jelly in a mould and then hoping that when you take the uh, mould away, the jelly stays in shape. Now, we drop the field and they should hold together. Not bad, not bad. Structure's intact. Bonds are holding. Three, two, one. Blood. <laughs> Go on, ghost blood. Damn it. It's no use, Rodney. You've disabled too many of the cell's basic protocols. It was never designed to work this way. In that case, there's only one thing we can do. Dr. Blood. <laughs> yeah, we paid for this effect. We're going to use it a lot. <laughs> I should go. This won't take too long, is it? All right, if I... Just go, go. Probably holding me back anyway. Now, now, Rodney, play nice. Go and do your homework and increase the power of the replicators, and please be careful. We need Radic to wander off muttering in check. <laughs> it wouldn't be an episode of Atlantis if he didn't. But now they've left McKay alone, and that's not good. Yes. <laughs> Ronan's not happy. <laughs> I'm detecting a hyperspace window forming. You guys forget something? Now, this shot is something they wanted to do for two years. Never could quite get it into an episode. Whoa! <laughs> Ride him, cowboy. How did they find us? I have an idea. You are mistaken. Receiving transmission. What? Shepard, that better not be you. <laughs> here we go again. What the hell are you doing here? What the hell are you doing here? We picked up on seven hives orbiting a single planet. Seemed like something big was going down, so I thought we'd stop and do a little... An Aurora-class warship, though, is not exactly inconspicuous, is it? Especially not when it's about to ram you. And you thought they'd, they'd write the name on the hull or something, make it easy to identify. I take great offense to that, but those are all good questions, so we should talk. 
Yes, we should. Use bay three. Better than the replicators, right? Let's see what kind of mood she's in. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> she has a habit of... Uh... See? She's got company as well. Mm-hmm. That Wraith better be a prisoner. Oh, look. I know how it looks. Kill it! And this scene was shot an hour after they shot the Wraith scene. So the pull jumper is exactly the same place. They've just changed the scenery. The idea is to keep the replicator ships from leaving orbit until this McKay guy can suck them back down to the planet. Couldn't have put it better myself. Dinky. <laughs> Mind you, I think Shepard enjoys this way too much. We figure the replicators have close to 30 ships guarding the surface. The Wraith bring another seven to the fight. Still not very good odds. No, no, but unless we, I don't know, meet someone with access to ships, it'll have to do. I figure, isn't Wraith, like, sheep? What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. The plural should be the same. You shouldn't need to add an S. Oh, right. And John said Wraith. Well, if that was the case, execute him. Replicators. Last time we worked together... I said I'd let you keep a few secrets. Now watch his eye line. But not anymore. If we do this, <laughs> we can go again. Yes. <laughs> do you I think that was ad-libbed by John? I don't blame him one bit. They said he did it every time they shot the scene. He just couldn't help it. <laughs> I am really not surprised. That's an almost Freya-level outfit. Well, that is everything Freya wasn't. They tried too hard with Freya. Here, they just gave her a nice tight outfit, a little bit of cleavage, and let her go to town captains if they want to join us or not and fighting alongside the wraith isn't going to be popular we know how persuasive you can be yes because i'll start making the calls oh great this is all working out for the best it's uh tip of the part where i'm still tied up laren laren meanwhile stay here <laughs> oh poor john again yeah <laughs> <laughs> Now, if I was John, if those two ever got together, never bring up the idea of a little light bondage, because he will regret it. I'm all yours. What would you like to tell now? Actually, unencumbered by the continual need to explain things to you, I've actually made remarkable progress. Oh, really? Hmm. Oh, what's he done? Uh, we know what he's done. Smug Rodney is not always a good thing. Something much simpler is, ironically, much more difficult. In the end, I was forced to compromise. Wait, you're not suggesting that? Uh, I know it wasn't part of the plan, but it was either this or nothing. Because when he's usually like that, something will fail. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. What did I say? A love bot. Oh dear. This is not bot. Excellent. <laughs> Michelle Morgan is playing, well, as we come to learn, Ferran. That's it, yeah. Ah, it's so obviously CGI water. Yeah. Go check out McCasey if you made any progress. I must go see Dr. Keller. Where's that? I was stunned. We get stunned all the time. Shake it off. Circumstances are different. How so? You shouldn't have said anything, Taylor. All of a sudden, they're suspicious. What are those barrels behind? <laughs> not quite sure. Hopefully, something not volatile. And what are <laughs> thinking? They always pass by them and... Uh, there wouldn't be water, and it can't be a chemical compound, obviously, because there's no obvious warning signs on it. Yeah, it's Maybe it's rain, seeds. Maybe. Yeah, after all, there's so little space on Atlantis. <laughs> yeah, on the cloud areas and such. <laughs> you never know. If they keep exploring Atlantis, they might come across some vampires that were still there when the original sets we used. <laughs> We've been... You let me put you out in the field when you've known you're three months pregnant. 
I tried to tell you. You didn't try hard enough. I am. Now, John is not taking this well. She is way more than three months pregnant. Associian women remain very active in the community. Well, this is different. We get shot at, beat up, stunned. We take a chance every time we walk through the gate. John. As of this second, you are relieved from active duty. This is interesting from John. There was a lot of criticism that he overreacted with Taylor. The writers pointed out John's reacting A as a commanding officer and B as a friend. She didn't trust him enough to tell him this and he let him put her in danger. And how would he have felt if something had happened to the child? Ronan can be surprisingly insightful. Yeah. They wanted to make sure that this scene didn't end on a negative note, so with Ronan being very supportive. It doesn't. It goes against Jason's type. Hand in hand. Of course, when John looked at him and said, it's, it's not me. Ronan, it's a good name, boy or girl. You see the height difference there. So that brings the grand total to... 14. Ronan said she can get three or four more ships. That's great. Yeah. You okay? Yeah. Taking tail off active duty. Why? She's pregnant. Ah, uh, okay. Who's the father? Definitely not me. I never asked. <laughs> <laughs> he was too busy berating her. There's one more thing you need to see. McKay has kind of thrown us a curveball. Oh, great. I was just thinking we need more of those today. <laughs> <laughs> She's left us as a surprise. Why is she being left somewhere she can touch computers? Well, that's probably the lab where she was created. Those computers probably control the whatever the ancient table is. Do you have any idea what kind of a security threat this is? It's not as bad as you think. I stripped down its programming as much as I possibly could without sacrificing basic viability. It can walk, it can talk, but it, it can't replicate or change its form or anything. Is she anatomically correct? Of course. Well, then she has a certain amount of self-awareness. Yeah, so? Yeah, so? Honestly, I'm not sure how comfortable I am sending her to her death. <laughs> Dear, let's have this debate. It can't die. It's not alive. It, it's a program. I mean, its consciousness is just a bunch of ones and zeros. Basically, Rodney's arguing that it's an avatar. And it's a prop. It's a, it's a really advanced radio-controlled weapon. I mean, you don't feel sorry for your bullets, do you? Your bombs? <laughs> <laughs> well, Ronan's very attached to his gun. It's weird. Yeah, well, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter anyways because we don't have any other choice. He hasn't named it. <laughs> yes. Well, that we know. I know Crichton named his Winona. Mm -hmm. Jane in Firefly, what was his? Vera. We have a problem. Oh, what is it? I've been going over your calculations. I thought it would be prudent for the good of the mission. I hope you don't mind. No, no, it's fine. I think you've underestimated how quickly the nanite cells will adapt to their changing circumstances. So, it is actually doing work on its own mission, <laughs> refining it. Don't make him look bad. Yes, and it's not Mothra. <laughs> They were delighted with how well Michelle played this role. Mm, just like um, Android, feeling less. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, you're just making this mission more complicated, really, aren't you? We overload their ZPMs, about half a dozen of them, in a symmetrical pattern around the replicator mass. Force of the explosion causes the mass to compress even further, essentially creating our own replicator fusion bomb. Whole planet will be destroyed in the process. You don't mess around, do you? Of course. <laughs> She's rather impressed. Actually, you're friendlier towards Ronnie than she ever was to John. <laughs> We're not trusting it. We're trusting Rodney. You shouldn't actually have to pause when you say that, John. Ronan will do the killing. The squad of the Marines will just Die. give him cover. <laughs> yeah, they're the distraction. <laughs> Are they wearing red shirts? 
In the meantime, we'll be keeping their ships occupied. The seven hives will space themselves around the planet equally, and our smaller ships will fill in the holes. We could use you in my chair, Shepard. We have an arsenal of drones, but none of my guys can fire them quite like you can. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> she wants you on her ship. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yes. I like the way you fire my drones, John. <laughs> I don't think John really knows what to do with her. I mean, he had no problem with, what's her name, the ancient woman. And the replicator android. It's a friendly replicator android. I didn't realize we were naming things. It noticed that uh, Zelenka and I both had names, and um, and she asked for one. So. Yeah, the machine program asked for a name. No, it's not alive at all. Whee! And there's half the budget for the second half of season two. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, that's all the ships. That's cool. It's quite a sight. I remember when the Cold War ended, we started doing joint missions with the Russians. Uh, that was strange. Yeah, that's pretty much what we just said. <laughs> yeah, strange. We're not doing that very often these days, are we? No. <laughs> well, let's go. Oh, I like the way the camera wobbled as well. Uh -huh. Nice touch. Let's make the most of this money. <laughs> this is quite exciting, isn't it? What? Zelenka is not isn't happy with this at all. No, clearly. <laughs> That's good acting. You can stand there and convey utter... Yeah. Right. And you're fine with all this? Why would I not be? It's my reason for being. Oh, I know. It's just that you're... You're going to cease to be. Yes? Well, I just, I just imagine you'd rather keep being than, uh, uh, than not. Certainly you're not worried for me. Are you, Doctor? No. No, that would be silly. Yes, it would. Yeah, that expression basically says, Roman, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, this is wrong. This is so wrong. Get me going. I've had enough of this. It's, oh. Do you remember Darkstar? Oh, yeah. The beach ball? The bomb. Oh, the bomb. Yeah. This is my purpose. I am made to blow up. This is what I want to do. <laughs> Can I blow up now? <laughs> you remember what happened at the end of Darkstar? <laughs> Let there be light. Yeah. Right then, here we go. Oh, straight away. Interesting, they didn't open up the beam weapon. They're using the rail guns and the point defense. Get their hyperdrives with the beam weapons and launch all 302s. Beam the replicator and McKay's team down to their separate coordinates. They really shouldn't need the orders being given now. Uh-huh. Bing. Fan out, fan out. Right. I was bluffing all along. Kill the humans. Alright, we're clear. Okay. This will take more than a minute. She simply wants to find your replicator leader and give him a big hug. <laughs> yeah, right. That's my best Edna Kabapo, by the way. <laughs> this looked rather good on uh, the Plaza and Blu-ray. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Nice bass in that explosion, even through these headphones. And this one scene there, that was uh, why Alan McCullough got a writing credit. I'm done. I've got total control of the power grid and the ZPMs, and Fran is 
Yeah, it's just about to activate. Ah, piece of cake then. Hello. Hello. You're doomed. The end is nigh. Your end is nigh, and it's cute, and in its early twenties. <laughs> and so it begins. Slurp. It's working. Just hold those ships off a little longer. I wouldn't really like to be a fighter pilot in this battle. That's true. And again, oh dear, they spent a fortune, but those ships are breaking up into very big parts. Yes. Which would save another fortune. have to keep them busy. I don't think they realize what's happening yet. But then you get this shot and you think, well, okay, this probably did cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. One of the replicator ships is heading towards us at maximum sublight. They're powering their hyperdrives. Shepard, do you see that? Yeah, I got it. I would have thought he was already linked into the scanners and... Oh, nice. He took out the drones with the drone. Oh, the hive's gone. It's working much faster than I ever imagined. When's it going to be big enough to start pulling down from orbit? Soon. Really soon. Our shields can't take much more of this, sir. Hopefully they won't have to. Now get ready to transfer our power from the beam weapons to the... <laughs> yeah, boys. Okay. That's something you don't see every day. Yep. Son of a bitch. He actually did it. <laughs> What's supposed to happen, lad? Yep. <laughs> Even Ellis was amazed. It's working. Damn, I'm going to have to actually congratulate him. What's happening? Might be a good time to get beamed up now. Yep. Okay, according to our readings, every replicator nanite is now part of the mass. Can you confirm? Copy that, Sam. I'll set the countdown and we should be at did you do that? No. It's the mass. It's collapsed a subterranean power grid. It's a blackout. We're not going to let over those FPS. Yep, you didn't think of that, did you, Rodney? No, there's one missing. I've got it here. See, this is the Godzilla moment where it goes on a rampage. <laughs> oh dear. The little hiccup in his plan, which he didn't actually consider. You would have thought, we know there's thousands of ZPMs spread across the planet. You would have thought they were so dependent upon a grid. The explosion has to be timed down to the nanosecond. The force needs to be exactly right. I mean, you, you can't just fire a few nukes down here and get the job done. I always figured if you blow one ZPM up, they all blow. You would have yeah. thought there'd have been enough destructive uh, energy release that, yes, yeah. it would have caused a chain reaction. Yeah. It's the base raw material in the replicator cells. It makes all the sense in the world why the ancients would set up on a planet where it's abundant. This could be very useful. Neutronium is incredibly dense. <laughs> How fortunate. Otherwise, this plan was not going to work. It's almost as if Rodney's playing a game and he set the mode to easy. Yeah. <laughs> Just dial it up a bit. And the planet will exert enough pressure on it to cause an implosion. Just give me one more. Got it. Yep. There they go. Yep. It's still weird seeing a city that's built by replicators, which is a physical uh, object as opposed to being... More replicators. ...made out of replicate cells. Yeah, but drop a few satellites so we can record it at the very least. 
look really good on my resume. Much as I'd love to, we shouldn't stick around and watch this go down. We should tell the fleet to jump to the rendezvous point immediately. The planet's become unstable. And watch for the one hive ship, which takes a little bit longer to leave. That will play out. Another planet exploded. Yeah. Boom. Well done, Rodney. You're actually up on Sam. Boom today. One planet and a solar system counts as a sun. Sorry, you lost a ship. Well, I knew what they were getting into. Yeah, but still. You gonna stick around and let my guys check this place out? Well, they already gave us a head start when they got us battle ready. Besides, I have some things that need to get taken care of. Yeah, like. No. Oh. Uh, these pair again. Will they? Won't they? Probably not. Sorry, John. <laughs> She's one big tease. Yep. I should probably have some way of, of contacting you, you know, for professional reasons. <laughs> he, he treats him like... Hi, Candy. Yeah. I know where Atlantis is now. Don't worry. I'll stay in touch. You can ask for a number. Is that what you're doing, John? In a very endearing way. In a very teenage, awkward way. In a sort of die <laughs> yeah. of embarrassment kind of way. And they don't even have bones, so... <laughs> oh, no. I'd like to see more of you. <laughs> yeah, one last look before I go. Can I take a picture? It gets lonely at night. Welcome back. Good to be back. <laughs> are our good friends, the Wraith. No, they never showed up at the rendezvous point. Hmm. Think they got caught in the explosion? I doubt it. I guess they just figured that there was nothing left to talk about, so as soon as the planet blew up, we were back to being enemies. Hmm. Wraith back to being enemies. Replicators don't exist anymore. You out of your dry spell. Hey, all is right with the world. I don't know if John is being wonderfully naive, but it can't be that easy. Surely not. I thought you'd be pretty good at that by now. You just can't just bring up the fact that I once accidentally destroyed a couple of planets, can you? It was an entire solar system. Well, not quite an entire solar system, be fair. Was it three quarters or four fifths? All right, M7R227, you were a constant pain in the ass. It's good to see you go. Why remove it? Why not just put a notation against it? Destroyed. I know it gives us a nice little conclusion to the episode. Absolutely. All right. I would have loved to have seen Ellis's face when my plan worked. Such a tool. I like him. You do? Yeah, good guy. Excellent judge of character. And that was easy. Yeah, he spent two hours actually putting the sound effect in. Just Rodney. to press the enter button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rodney wants to eat. I'm shocked. Once again, we're seeing the final scene that... John does like Rodney, and Rodney does like John. It's an unusual friendship, born of circumstance. Now look at that. Nice little effect. Oh, look, it's an accretion disc. And this, they kept secret. Nobody knew about it until the episode aired. At least the audience didn't know about it until the episode aired. Good. We can finally get to work without having to look over our shoulders. It's time to begin. Oh, yes. Yeah. Leather jacket and everything. With paneling on, still got to call back to a uniform. Mm. And surprisingly against tradition and a lot of union rules, they managed to get Tory Higginson's name off the opening credits and put onto the end credits. Keep the secret. Really? Again, that was a thread that would have been so interesting if Atlantis had a sixth season. I know they addressed some of it in the fifth season episode, Ghost in the Machine. That was more about wrapping up loose ends with Elizabeth Weir rather than evolving a new storyline. And unfortunately, Tori didn't turn to play her part in that episode. And that was Be All My Sins Remembered. Right. You could 
feel the money being spent by the second. <laughs> oh. They should have put a counter in the bottom corner as a as a Canadian dollars mounted up. <laughs> <laughs> During the battle sequence, it became a blur. <laughs> Uh, just like the counter they do in Rumble movies. <laughs> yeah. People killed. One, two, three, four, five. The death, death count. count. Yeah. <laughs> there was one. When Terminator 2 came out, I yeah. think actually Wogan did it. Chacha host in Britain. Basically, they worked out how much per word, based on what Arnie got paid for the movie, and based on how little he spoke, how much per word. Oh, darn movies. And they had a scene with him... And the, young, the annoying little brat called John Connor that, let's face it, everyone wanted to die. Has never been a good John Connor. Or I have never seen a good John Connor. You haven't seen Genesis? That's why I altered my statement to what I have actually seen. Basically, there goes our budget. Yeah. This won't end well. <laughs> okay, then, a little bit of trivia. Andy Mikita, the director of this episode. He directed 29 episodes of SG-1, 22 of Atlantis and 12 of Universe. He also directed Transporter the series, Primeval New World, Cedar Cove, Motive, Dark Matter and Killjoys. Martin Garrow, the writer. Two episodes of SG-1, 26 of Atlantis and a single episode of Universe. He also wrote for Bored to Death, Dark Matter and the creator and writer for LA Complex and Blindspot. That was a pretty good episode. Yes, money well spent. And they also said in the commentary... A lot of people thought that would have made a good two-parter, but... It was. That one 42 minutes should have made a two-part episode. Really spread out the story. It was a good episode because it was fast-paced. There was never really much time to take breath. They just kept going and going and going. Well, the other point is, if they'd made that a two-part episode, it probably would reduce the budget for the rest of season four. (laughs) That might just make it really... Well, you could have gone through... You probably could have added about 10 minutes of scenes with Rodney discussing the old morality of Fran. Yeah. And everyone, everyone's perspective on Fran and people talking to Fran and a meeting about Fran. You know what I mean? So you, you could have spun another 10, 15 minutes out of that and Rodney agonising over it. We might meet Fran again. As I said, nobody dies in science fiction. Sometimes. Damn, it's so annoying Jill didn't come back in the fifth season. Even in the commentary, they said they were hoping she would. But obviously her schedule meant when they brought the Travellers back, she wasn't one of them. I understand they're killing Wolverine. What? The comics. Really? Well, only to probably bring him back a year later. Yeah. Well, they've killed several Robins. Dick Grayson's been dead for a while. There have been at least four Robins. Have you seen any of the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Origins on YouTube? No. No. They're doing little two or three minute animated sequences about all the characters, how they all started. Hmm. I've watched Star Lords, that shows after he got picked up outside the hospital and what happened on board that ship. Worth watching. Uh... You know, they're official from Marvel. Oh, okay. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. We have a little bit of convention news after the big Stargate convention in Chicago last weekend. And on that subject, a big thank you to everyone that shared their pictures of the event across the social media platforms. They were very much appreciated and left those of us who were not there green with envy. So the Alamo City Comic Con takes place September the 11th through to the 13th in San Antonio, Texas. As you would expect, there are lots of celebrity guests from TV and movies and other associated media. But for us Stargate fans, a number of actors will be making an appearance. These include Ming-Na Wen, John Noble, Michael Rooker and Sam J. Jones. DragonCon, which takes place the weekend of September the 4th through to the 7th in Atlanta, 
is a big event. And for us Dogate fans, embrace yourself. It will include Aaron Abrams, Rennie Aubergeonois, Gary Chalk, Aaron Douglas, David Hewlett, Gary Jones, Peter Clemis, Paul McGillian, John Noble, Grace Park and Terrell Roffrey. Upcoming birthdays with the Stargate Connection include on the 23rd of August, Aaron Douglas. VSG is probably his biggest show, but he also played a Jafar and Moak on two episodes of SG-1. Sonia Bennett and Tony Amendola will be celebrating their birthdays on the 24th. Sonia played Dahlia Radden in the Atlantis episode Coup d'etat, and Tony of course was the excellent as Master Braytac. He appeared in 26 episodes of SG-1, and has since had great recurring roles on Continuum and Once Upon a Time. August 27th sees the birthday of Dean Devlin, who brought his Stargate on the big screen, and paved the way for the creation of the TV series. He may not consider SG-1 as important, but we can forgive him for that. Finally for this update, on the 28th, Twitter and such like will explode, as the fans celebrate the birthday of the Empress herself, Amanda Tapping. Nothing more needs to be said, at least on that subject. If you do want to get in touch with us, and we hope you do, you can email us at gatecastpodcast at gmail.com, and on Twitter we are at thegatecast, which is one word. We are also listed on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio, and we have a Facebook group and a presence on Google+. Just search for Stargate or Gatecast. You should find us. On our website, we have the manual RSS feed. You can copy and paste that into your podcatcher. That'll give you access to every episode we've released so far. You'll find the current iTunes feed is limited to 25 episodes. So there are limitations there. We'd love to hear what you think about Stargate and the Gatecast, so uh, don't be shy. Right then, let's return to the show. Thank you very much for joining us for Beat All My Sins Remembered. Next week we'll be looking at Spores of War. On the next Stargate Atlantis. This place was built to create some kind of a wraith army. A secret wraith birthing hive is discovered. The Queen creates a handful of warriors. Each of which is then reproduced thousands of times over. And when the team is captured, it's up to Taylor. She's taking control of the Queen's mind. Impossible. To save them. You cannot resist me for long. On the next Stargate Atlantis. Andreas, do you have any contact information or anything you'd like the listeners to take a peek at? Are you on Twitter or Facebook or anything like that? No Twitter. Google Plus I have. Andres, you for same for Facebook. And that's about it. Fair enough. Thank you very much for joining us anyway. Yes, thank you for having me. It was interesting, fun and enlightening. <laughs> really, Andres? Uh, I think that was an Ingress dig, Mike. Was it? The other team is known as the Enlightened. Straight over me, Ed. No, thank you. It was excellent time, fun. Well, that's it. At the end of the day, we're, we're watching an episode of Stargate, and as long as you enjoy Stargate, then you know I'm done. Quite. Okay then, folks, like I said, hope you join us next week for Spores of War. Until then, I've been Mike. I've been Alan. I've been Andres. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You can say bye-bye now. Bye-bye. There you go. <laughs> it's amazing how many times a guest doesn't... <laughs> That's why I suggest he listen to the thing. <laughs> I did listen, but I was working. Sometimes I had to turn it down, sometimes up, and so always at the end I paused it, have a coffee, come back. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Mm-hmm.